0: considering homeschooling, but you don't know where to start, I have good news. I've created a course called homeschoolsuccesscourse.com. Homeschoolsuccesscourse.com. I share all my top tips after 25 years of homeschooling. I'll teach you how to teach multiple kids at once, how to save money, how to save time, but mostly how to grow kids who love learning. The Homeschool Success Course, again, is found at homeschoolsuccesscourse.com. It's only $39, and it's the best advice you'll get all in one place. Okay, this might be the ultimate fangirl moment. Last year, when I saw Todd Tillman win The Voice, and I saw how amazing his wife Brooke was and then all their kids, I knew their story would make a great book. The cool thing is over the last year I've got to work on the book with Todd and Brooke. It's called Every Little Win. Every Little Win is Todd and Brooke's story that really shares all the little things that led up to God using them in this big win of the voice and it's an amazing story and they're going to tell you a little bit about it in their own words
1: Uh, in our book every little win what i really hope you learn is that you don't have to have enough money and maybe you think the opportune time has already passed but it has not you can still get that victory regardless of those things our book every little win is about you may think that you've messed up too bad, or you've gone too far for God to redeem it. But that's not true. We want to show you and empower you that with God, all your stories are redeemable.
0: How fun is that? I'm so excited about that book. You can find out more information at everylittlewinbook.com. And if you haven't heard Todd sing, just go to YouTube, put in Todd Tillman, T-I-L-G-H. M A N, you are going to have a blast discovering this amazing artist.
2: You're listening to Walk It Out with Trisha Goyer, where we discover what it looks like to follow God and be swept away on the journey of a lifetime. Author of over 70 books, mom of 10—yes, 10—homeschooler and speaker, Trisha Goyer will explore what radical obedience to God's Word looks like. It's time to hear from God-lovers who've dared to say yes. Listen in to -to heart-to-heart chats and learn how others overcame doubts and fears. Discover how God used ordinary people to impact others one step at a time. If you're ready to get radical, get going, and make a difference in this world, you're at the right place. Here's your host, prolific writer, world traveler, people lover, and mega nap taker, Tricia Goyer. Well, friends, today I'm excited to
0: talk about arriving and coming to the place where we truly trust and accept God. Have you got there yet? I don't know. There's so many days that I still have questions, but I can't imagine being young, and I know my teenagers are dealing with these questions of should I believe in God? Should I trust Him? Is there more to life than what I'm seeing on social media? We're going to be talking about all those things today with my guest, Grace Valentine. Grace Valentine is an author, a blogger, a podcast host, and a speaker. Her readers love that she is so relatable. They say her fresh voice helps them navigate their own faith in life, which I love so much for this younger generation. After growing up outside New Orleans, Louisiana, Grace attended Baylor University. She graduated in 2018 with a degree in journalism. She now lives in Orlando, where she enjoys running and eating lots of sushi, which, Grace, I love me some sushi, I have to say. I'm, Welcome, I'm, Grace.
1: I'm <laughs> I love sushi. I actually worked as a waitress in high school for three years at a sushi restaurant in New Orleans, so that was very, like, Gulf of Mexico, great sushi. And then I went to Texas. It was so hard because it was not <laughs> as good sushi and then it was free when I worked at the restaurant. But, yeah, big sushi girl here.
0: <laughs> yeah. My, in fact, my 16-year-old, I mean, it's like a 20-minute drive. There was this – um someone, so they needed a hostess at the sushi restaurant. I'm like, you need to go apply. She's like, Mom, I don't want to drive 20 minutes. I'm like, but it's sushi. You
1: and you get <laughs> to, that was the best part is the free sushi. The rule was you had to eat everything on your plate. And if you didn't, then you'd be charged. And so I embraced my last day. It was like the last supper. I had every rollout. I was – Starving, Th- like made sure I came in hungry. It was so good.
0: Oh, it sounds so good. Well, your book—it's called "Is It Just Me?" I would just love to start hearing about the heart behind why you wanted to write this book.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a great question. One of my favorite questions I get. So, my first book was "Am I Enough?" with a question mark. And so, with the second book, when it came to title, I felt like it's beautiful. I'm 24 years old to have like questions as titles because I'm figuring it out still. I have mm. questions like. My best like moments with God starts with questions and being in prayer with questions. And so I very much wanted a title that people think of and they say a lot in their head, um, but that I hope they would run to God with that same question. And so that was with Is It Just Me? And I would always go to bookstores when I was really struggling, whether it was in high school or college, and I would look at the Christian books and there are so many great Christian resources, but I just felt like nothing was hitting on whether it was drinking, whether it was partying, whether it was like hooking up culture, um, whether it's about doubting God and God feeling silent and everyone's talking about God's voice. And you're like, what? I can't hear it. So, yeah. Um, and so I was like, there's no book that I felt like I could relate to. It all just felt like it wasn't for my age demographic. And that was when I felt God kind of be like, Grace, well, I want you to write that book. And obviously it wasn't a literal voice, but it was just this like thought in my head. And it didn't come from my own thoughts because that's not something I would normally do. And so that is where I got the idea to just write books. And when it came to this book, the whole idea is trust, what you were talking about. Like, can I trust God? Like, is God good? And my generation, I believe, has a lot of trust issues, whether it's with people, our own parents, whether it's with friendships, whether it's with God himself. And I was listening to the song Issues with a friend in college. I don't know if you've heard the song. It goes, I've got issues. You've got them too. And we were laughing about our trust issues. Like, oh my gosh, haha, it's so funny. And then I thought, like, isn't that so sad? Like, we're like laughing it off, our trust issues. And we're not trying to trust again. And so that was kind of where I was like, I think this generation struggles with trust issues, but we laugh about it. We don't try to grow through it. And so that was kind of my heart behind it.
0: Yeah, I love that so much. And I want you to talk more about this, because I know most of my listeners are, I'm 49. So they're probably in their 40s and their 50s. When I look at demographics, that's kind of the age that yeah. listen to my podcast. But I want you to give us an insight to these trust issues, because we need to know, like, these are our kids, these are our neighbors. And um, having, you know, I have adult kids, I have kids in my early 20s, yeah. I have teenagers, I have uh, elementary school students. But in the, in the girls that are in they're teens in my home, we, they're adopted. So they have trust issues, but they also have trauma in their past, which I know you yeah. bring up that stuff. So I'm like, okay, Grace, I'm going to give you my platform to talk and help us understand this. Because I know I'm going to buy copies for my girls of your book, because cool. this is the conversations we have. And, you know, I remember I had my first child when I was 17. So I was really young. And I was like, you were saying, doing my own thing, going to parties, had boyfriends. And I would still, like, go to church and sit there, like, oh, I hope they don't <laughs> know what I'm really yeah. doing. Um, so I remember what it was like in the 80s, but it's even more complicated now. So that's what I want you to, like, explain to us where these trust issues come from and what you can really see from this generation and then give us hope. Like, okay, you know, there is hope for this, this generation because sometimes I feel like I don't know what to say. Yeah. No, I
1: think when it comes to the trust issues, I also look at my generation and we're a trust issue generation, but we're a Google generation where we've mm-hmm. grown up um, for my generation and younger, where we never asked adults questions. We just yeah. Googled it. I joked recently at a speaking thing that before I kissed a boy, I Googled how to kiss a boy. Like, like, that's just like the way that our generation has become. Like we Google things and we don't ask people, we get embarrassed to ask questions. And so- When it comes to parenting, it's so easy for kids to build up a wall without any reason because they don't think they need mentorship. When you get a flat tire, you don't necessarily have to call your dad. You could look it up on YouTube. Mm. Uh, There's so many things where people forget that they how to go to wisdom. And that wisdom comes from either someone following Jesus two steps ahead of them or from prayer itself. And so this generation has lacked both of those because they try to Google everything. They try to dog paddle. And it kind of like scripture that it reminds me of is, when Peter and Jesus were walking on water, when Peter slipped and looked at stopped walking on water because he looked at the wind, he began to sink, but he still cried out, Lord, save me. And I feel like we have a lot of, in our generation, people trying to doggy paddle, trying to do it themselves. They're not calling out, Lord, save me. They're too busy trying to be like, I can fix it myself. I can Google it. I'll figure it out. And that's our trust issues is we've decided we want to be independent and do it on our own. And so when it comes to trauma, trauma will make you feel that way. You're like, I can't count on anyone. I'm going to do it on my own. I'm not going to yell, Lord, save me. When it comes to, like, an eating disorder, I can do it on my own. I don't need to go to see counseling or tell anyone, like, I'll just fix it real quick. I don't want anyone to know this dirt or this hurt because I don't want to bother anyone or I don't want to just put my my mess on someone else. Or even if it's just insecurity with young girls, they don't want to tell you that they're struggling and that they wish more boys like them and that it's starting to distract them from their purpose but that's something they're struggling with. And so I think it's about creating an open do- dialogue where vulnerability breeds vulnerability. And so whether it's just slight opportunities that any parent has to be like, when I was your age, this is what really bothered me. Like, oh my gosh, I'll never forget this friend that betrayed me. Like, has anything like that happened to you? Like just opening up with stories. Um, Even with my book, I've learned stories and you probably understand with the podcast, when you show someone, like what you've been through, it's better than just telling someone, let go, let God. You know, if you're like, right. this is how God got me through it, my 16 years old. And remind them that it's still the same. Social media, though, has added a whole different ball game where kids feel like they can't escape it. And college students feel like they can't escape it. It's like you always have to be on and be happy and smiling, and it's your social resume. And so I think just creating barriers, too, where they feel like they don't have to pretend to be perfect. Because it's like they go to school. They go to classes, they're smiling, they're trying to do all the good things, and then they go on social media, and they try to, like, make it seem like everything's going good, too, and so therefore, they don't have time to be like, I honestly had a horrible day, and so creating that opportunity for them to be honest will help them trust, because you can't have trust without honesty.
0: This is all so good. It's like light bulbs are going up in my head, because, okay, so I mentioned I have all these kids, and one of them, when she started college, she failed her English class multiple times and I said honey I won't say your name but I said honey I'm a published author like I'm here we get you know I'd love to even meet you at the coffee house like I can help you she would never ask for help and I'm like I don't understand she's like oh I don't want to bother you I'll just do it myself and I'm like but you are having to take this class over and over and I'm here
1: it's time to phone a friend like yeah I mean it's just like it's a it's a very much an independence thing that we think we've been taught and I think it is like that. I can figure it out myself. And so therefore, you'll never seek wisdom if you're seeking independence only. You know, like if that isn't something you're desiring to walk with people. And I think it's hard because social media has made it where the people like college students and high schools look up to are just social media influencer type of people, mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. wisdom people. And they're young and they have a fresh face. And so therefore, you look at someone old. No, I'm not saying this is you. Please don't say that. Because
0: I'm old. I will take, take it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you think of like your grandma and you're like, oh, she's yeah. cool, but you don't, they don't look at it like, oh, my grandma can teach me so much. And so that's like constantly an issue I see with teenagers, with college students, but like, yeah, you can take an English class and realize it's like you're sinking. You're like Peter in the water, like just drowning, but you're trying to doggy paddle. You won't just cry Lord save me. Someone help me. Like, and that's really the only thing that will sustain you in a strong storm like that.
0: Yeah. I really love how you said just sharing your own personal stories. Um, And at first, you know, I mean, because I had written about like being a teen mom, I actually had an abortion when I was 15, which is something I wish I could go back and not do. You know, so those were things in print when we adopted our girls. So they kind of like got my inside scoop. And so they will ask me questions. And I think in some levels, like not with English, but in some levels they are able to talk about Things more with me because they know, like, oh, yeah, mom really did not have good teen years. Yeah. But it's a reminder to me to bring up those things. Like, we had those conversations, you know, four years ago or five years ago when they first came into our family. But I'm thinking, okay, I can remind them, like, I didn't have my act together. Like, you know, things have been really hard. And I know because, like, right now they're like, oh, she knows, look at mom. She's, you know, doing all these things. And I'm like, this has been. A journey. I think that's been a good reminder for me, Grace, to go back and like remind them, like, okay, remember how when we first, you know, met you guys and we had all these conversations. Don't feel like you can't talk. Still talk to me about those things. So that, thank you. I think that's really, oh, yeah. really I helpful.
1: Think, and it's easy, and it comes in a natural way. I think sometimes people try to like sit in the, sit in a circle and talk about feelings, but sometimes it's when you're busy doing something, driving, or mm-hmm. listening to a song that talks about something, and you're like, oh, this is a great tangent. I'll. Relate this to a story that God taught me something. You know, it doesn't have to be this like official parent meeting, child meeting, conference. You know, and so I think it's beautiful that you share that with your daughters. Um, I think that's so important for them to read. That's probably why it, they're it will open up because they're like, wow, my mom has mess. You know, and that's just so important to know.
0: Yeah, that's so good. So I love that you have so many. I'm like so many things in your book that really just say. I'm right there with you. You know, you talk about I haven't arrived. Um, I want to be honest with you. And I think, and I'd let you do that on Instagram. And you have these little stories. and I, Just explain what what are your little stories that you do. Because I think, um, like you're saying, this generation doesn't know where to go and look for wisdom. And you are sharing, like, this is what I've learned. But you're not sharing, like, look at me. I've got it figured out. But I am right here with you. And this is maybe something I read today or something that really encouraged me. So just share how you're doing that. Oh yeah. My
1: mini books. It's funny. Cause I, I call them mini books. I don't even know where I got that name. I just well, I was like, they're mini and they're books. I write books haha, on Instagram. I'll call them mini books. Uh, yeah. <laughs> very, very deep thought was put into that. But I honestly so it's funny cause when I started off, like I didn't have that many, I was very much more known for my blog. And then naturally when you're like trying to create your social media, reflect your blog, I tried to, like, copy what other authors were doing, and it wasn't working. And I was like, you know what? I'm not this, like, one-quote kind of girl. I want to be able to tell someone something. It doesn't – it'll be, like, three, four slides now with the albums. I'll be like, swipe to read, but a title that'll be like, okay, read this if college kind of sucks right now. Or if you're struggling with trusting your friends, like, swipe to read this. And then I always try to incorporate scripture um, because I think our generation just – it's easy to like sneak it up on my generation like where if you like you say yeah I get how you feel like right now I just posted one that was like a lot of the college students don't have a spring break and so I was like read this if you're struggling with your no break spring semester and like they're going 16 weeks without a break and they're tired and they're overwhelmed and so I kind of like validate all their emotions at first but then I'm like but this is rest isn't earned like rest is given by Jesus rest is something you have to do and like I quote scripture And then I say, give yourself the same grace you give others. And it's just very easy for them to read. They can see what slide they relate to. They post on their story. And I've just had like the best responses to that because I think a generation where it's like they don't want the cute mushy quotes anymore. They want Mm -hmm. actual scripture. And when you do it in an easy to read way, not too many words, but you validate their emotions, you bring in scripture and God's truth, not my own truth, because my own truth will lead them astray. God's truth will always provide them some good foundation that's better than any inspirational advice I could give them as a blogger girl and then I do like a challenge like it's okay if you're feeling this way but like how can we go about and find rest in our every day and so I've enjoyed doing the many books because it's just been cool to see how people always say like they have such short attention spans and like granted I do they're not that long like I've had some people who do something similar be like I got this idea from you and I'll be like you got you got to make it not that many words but we yeah. do we <laughs> scripture, and I've had girls who'd be like, "I'm not religious, but man, these make me feel good." I'm like, "That's because it's it's Jesus. It's not because it's my words. It's because I relate to scripture. That scripture makes you feel good, and so it's been cool." But like, I joke whenever I try to like copy what other authors are doing, I wouldn't like not like followers matter in like the grand scheme of life, but like what I'm trying to reach people. I, I'm sure you understand. Like, it's a great reflection of my hard work. Yeah. the Lord at work. Um And so when I was trying to copy what they were doing, it wasn't working. And then I started doing these mini books, posting, just writing in scripture. That's when I ended up reaching the most college kids ever.
0: Is there an easier way to share the love of Jesus with friends and family? The simple answer is yes. Dave and John Ferguson, brothers, pastors, and authors have found five, Simple, straightforward practices that will allow any believer to do just that. They share these in BLESS. Five Everyday Ways to Love Your Neighbor and Change the World. BLESS is available now wherever books are sold. Yeah, and I think it is. It's like short and sweet, but I love how you said, I give them scripture because it's that's what's going to matter. And I think God really spoke to me because I'd always like, have these talks about all these things and you need, you know, character and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, feel like I was this talking head and I felt God's, you know, speaking to my heart, like just sit down and read them a scripture. <laughs> you yeah. know?
1: And you so have we have all the right answers. You can just, yeah. be like, hey, like this is, and I think also when it comes to like stories, I think so much of the cultures don't know biblical stories. Like I'll say a story and they'll be like, whoa, i never knew that one. And it's, it's not – I think it's just because in the past we've gone through, like, verses without looking at the context of it. Like, mm-hmm. we'll say, I can do all things through Christ. that gives me strength. But I'm like, if Paul says that while he's in prison, then surely he can get to college. Like, you know, like, that changes the game. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Um. And so I think it's really cool to show people scripture, but in an easy-to-read format, kind of like what we talked about earlier. Like, when you share your story with your daughters, but then you point it back to Jesus. Like, that's yeah. the ultimate goal of our sharing our testimony and sharing the gospel.
0: Yeah, that is so good. And I think, and so I did, you know, when we started our, like, you know, mornings, I'm like, hey, I've just been reading this and I read that and they would be like, is that in there? You know, talking about our tongues are wicked and, you know, it's like a little spark starts a fire. And then I'm not like lecturing them about what they're saying. All of a sudden the word of God is speaking. They're like, I had no idea that was in there. That is so cool. And what was that verse later? You know, they come to me days later. And so yeah. it is so true. Like, I think we sometimes overcomplicate it. We're like trying to figure out the best way to reach people and it's like god's word can stand on its own and like you said short and sweet and people will get it and god's word will do the work instead of us trying to like lecture or do all the things that obviously oh, don't work
1: 100 percent, no that's so true like lecturing will never work pointing to scripture and truth will always work
0: yeah so good okay so um I had so much fun looking at your Instagram and your blog. You do such a good job. I just have to say, and the book is amazing. So again, the title is, is it just me uh, by grace Valentine, but there's a blog that really stood out. It's a, a couple of years old, but it was the I'm one. on. I
1: have... <laughs> I've read so many. I'm like, which one are you going to turn out. Okay. So I'm okay.
0: over pretty Christians.
1: Oh, that was one of my favorites. Okay. That's so
0: funny. talk about that. Cause I'm like this, this is so good. And I think this is relatable. Any age, so just sure I about
1: my book. I mean, I so it's funny because I grew up near New Orleans in public school in high school, and I remember honestly when I wrote that it was my senior year of college. I was so excited, to go, and I love Baylor. I want to make that very clear. I love my friendships at Baylor, um, but I went from public school New Orleans to Southern Baptist University, and it was like culture shock. <laughs> yeah. <I laughs> like, <bet. laughs> I like, there are words I did not think were curse words that I just grew up where I would stand in front of my teachers. But, and it's a great time to like pray about conviction and be like, okay, was I like just culturally in New Orleans sinning and not even knowing it, you know, or mm. uh, what is a culture sin of, is it separating me from Christ, you know? Um, And so I went to Baylor and it was honestly hard at first because one, I realized that I had my identity in being in New Orleans public school, I was the Christian girl. People were like, oh my God, she's the Christian girl. And so then I was like, oh my God, everyone's Christian. Shoot.
0: Like, (laughs) Like, how can I stand out?
1: (laughs) I know. I was like, that was my thing. Um, which obviously then I'm like, was I really Christian? It was more of an identity. If it was more about me than not about worshiping God. Like, was it, was I really a Christian anyways? But I very much was struggling senior year. There was just so many, like, just, it's a it, culture that's very rich, and I just didn't grow up like that. I grew up as a waitress for three years. I and I love Baylor and I love the people at Baylor, but I was like, this pretty Christian lifestyle that I don't get like, I, no one is admitting what they're going through. And then I'd have one on one talks with people, and it'd be so different than what I would mm-hmm, see
0: mm-hmm. in
1: like a group dynamic or in like an Instagram dynamic. And I was like, if I was not a non believer at this like school or just who knew everyone and who knew myself I would be turned off I would be like this looks like weird like this looks boring and so kind of about the idea of I think in that blog post I talk about Jesus sweating blood and how like that was like the least pretty thing ever of uh, the anxiety he had like but the love he had was so real and so reflecting like and Jesus sweat blood before he went to the cross for anyone who doesn't know and that's like a rare uh disease that happens only like Very few cases, but it's like usually when someone knows they're going to die. So it also shows that God, he was so sovereign and he knew what was going to happen. But yeah, I wrote that and I was like, man, this, this school's like so great. But some people are so like, do me insane, I mean? Say, including myself in that moment, I was like, I've become this pretty Christian who like just goes through the motions and it's a culture thing. And so that was where that, my heart came from that. But yeah, the transition from public school in New Orleans to private school in Texas was a big one for me. And it was good.
0: Yeah. Well, I can relate because I grew up in Northern California, lived in Montana for 15 years and then moved to the Bible Belt where everyone's a Christian and everyone, like, I remember going to the grocery store. So Montana, like, it's mud and it's like, you're in your... Dirty okay. jeans and your dirty tennis shoes and your car's dirty from driving under dirt roads and <laughs> on down when you go to the grocery store. And I lived in a town. It wasn't like I even lived like way out in some farm somewhere. And I came down here and I'm like, everyone has like outfits and like their hair done and like makeup and jewelry at the grocery store. And then then yeah, going to then church. Then going to church. I remember my first Bible study. I was laying in bed. It was like my second or third week going to this weekly Bible study. And I was laying there trying to figure out what I was gonna wear like before going to and I'm like what I, I cannot like I will get so yeah. absorbed like, into this if I because yeah. all the and all the kids had all these little uh I don't know designer clothes and I'm like what in the world so what I love you said in this blog it talked about like you were saying like Jesus um went, like drops of blood were falling and he knew what was coming but carrying mm-hmm. our, our, your cross is messy and like we are all broken and that we need to show that more and so I think that was I'm like this is such a good blog right here for anybody because I think any age we kind of do that like we want to be the pretty Christian and I'll even have times I have friends and I know they're doing it from a good place but they're like doing morning devotions on their Instagram videos or stories and I'm like do people not know that i'm like reading my bible do i need to like do a little video and then i'm like no it's okay like i don't need to be doing my morning devotions on video to for people and i like worry if they're not thinking i'm reading my bible you know what i mean so i think that can relate to any age it's not just you know like you're saying baylor university or christian university or bible belt i think so many times we do put on this facade and we're trying to look you know, look great on the outside when there's so much going in and I think one thing that this pandemic actually has helped with is everybody is in a state of crisis and chaos um, because yeah. all of our lives are different and so I think we are able to maybe talk at a deeper level because you can't say I'm fine because <laughs> everyone is not fine in this moment in history so I think that's maybe one of the things that has helped us during this time.
1: Oh completely and I think it's helped a lot of people kind of embrace like, okay, I have to work on my faith. Like when church was like canceled, like it, church, like church, it's not about the like country club version of church, which obviously everyone should be part of a church like and be part of a larger body community, but then you had to like talk to God on your own a lot, you know? And so I think it's easy to talk about God, but forget to talk to him, you know? And, mm-hmm. and in those culture moments, I look at myself at Baylor, like, or sometimes in my faith, I was like, it's so easy to talk about him and I have to write myself, am I talking to him more than I'm talking about him? Um, is my personal relationship deeper than what people even see because it has Mm to be in order for me to be able to pour out into other people.
0: Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. And it's not just about, okay, we went to church, we did our thing, but now we, we want that. We have to make sure we carve out that time, which we should be doing it anyway, but it's not like we can easily be fed by going to church and getting the worship time (laughs) and the Bible teaching.
1: Yeah, no. But I like what you said about the Montana. Like, it's just, like, funny. And I remember I've had those days, too, where I look at my closet, and it's before something Christian. And I'm like, what am I going to wear? And so I have to, like, now, I am, like, now being part of church, I'm like, how can I make it as much come as you are as I can do it? And, like, now I flip. I'm like, what can I do to make an environment where people who never have read a Bible feel willing to walk up, you know, or just are curious about it? They don't feel that someone is – Stiff arming them, or they're not welcome.
0: Yeah, so good. I love all this. Okay, so I want to bring it around to the book and the going back to the trust issues, what we talked about. And as we're wrapping this up, really speak from your heart. If you, if there's someone out there listening, or maybe they have someone they know that's really dealing with trust issues, like I don't know if I can trust God. And like we talked about, they want to be independent, they want to do it themselves. What encouragement would you have for that person? about trusting god
1: yeah i mean the scripture that i talked about in the beginning of my book um is from isaiah gosh i don't even remember the exact reference right now
0: but it's i like, wrote it yes isaiah uh, uh, was it four i just looked it up 40, i know 30 through 31 i think so yeah
1: yes okay 40 30 through 30, 31 and it's even youth grow tired and weary young ones stumble and fall but those who trust in the lord will renew their strength they'll soar on wings like eagles they'll walk and knock our weary um and so i love that scripture because it says but those who trust in the lord and i think it's so easy to think that i can trust in myself but it's about trusting in the lord and i've gone through things whether it's been an eating disorder and just relapsing in that just feeling hurt from friendships and people and everything else in this world has failed me except for jesus christ and so Mm. i've had to learn to trust his people again like trust churches again like we've all been burned by churches and i'm sure there's someone listening here who's felt that and if that's you learn to trust again, like God, your story doesn't end with your hurt, you know, your story of your hurt, leads to your redemption story and leads to you soaring on wings like eagles when you figure out how to trust in the Lord and have him renew your strength, because that is the only thing that will help you get through all these adversities and that trust in Jesus more than you trust in Christians, but find people in your life too, that are following him that you can also lean on as well. And that, yes, you've been hurt and your feelings of hurt And your trauma and everything is so real and it needs to be heard. And you need to share that. But also know that you have a savior who is so good and he's worthy of trust.
0: Yeah, I love that so much. And I'm thinking of even myself when I was 17 and my boyfriend had left me, my friends were going on with their senior year and pregnant. And I, you know, I grew up going to church. Um, My mom was a Christian, my stepdad wasn't. But I just remember the prayer I prayed was, I've screwed up big time. if you could help me, please do. And if you could do anything with my life, please do. And so do you don't, I mean, I don't think we, I think we have to be like perfect and eloquent and like, no, like that was my opening like prayer. I've screwed up big time.
1: (laughs) So I I think when we reflect on scripture, like that sounds like so many people in the Bible, you know, it starts with that honesty. Once again, in order to have that trust, in order for like the lies that you're living or believing to be filled feel the truth you have to release them you have to release everything that you're feeling whether it's god i am so insecure about my body image like i need you to help me that honest prayer like you said is the only thing that can allow truth to come in
0: mm-hmm. that's so good i have just enjoyed you so much i think I'm. i'm so thankful and i'm gonna keep praying for you that god will just strengthen you as you speak so much truth because I, like I said I have these young people in my house and I could see their struggles with trust and I could see their struggles with body image and social media and how everyone's looking. <laughs> so yeah. I am so thankful that you're out there for this um generation and one thing that I do want to add because you mentioned Isaiah 40 30 through 31 the beginning says even youth youth you know young people become weak and tired and I think so many times we think oh they're young this is fine but I've you know, reminded other parents like this is something that none of us had to deal with. First of all, the pandemic, doing school, high school, college, whatever online. Um, you know, not being able to socially get together with friends. Um, you know, working and <laughs> under stressful situations, or not working if they've lost their jobs. Um, social media, where there's those these pressures all the time, and I think so many times. We think oh they're young they'll be fine but I know anxiety and depression and all these things are so huge and so and even God's word says this even youths will become weak and tired and so we need to look at the younger people and be more understanding and not be like this generation whatever because I think they are having to face something that most of us have never well all of us never had to face and instead to just pray and encourage and like you said share your stories guide them I think that will make a huge difference.
1: Oh 100% I love that you said that too because yes I think yeah young people get like a, they have it so easy but there's just things that they're going through that are the same things other people are going through but just added on Instagram
0: like mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly
1: social media factor, or snapchat they can't they go through a breakup then they have to see their boyfriend dating someone else you know or their ex-boyfriend you know they have to do all that but they also I want to be clear like this is a quote that I love. It's be who you needed when you were younger. And so to all like the moms listening to this, to everyone, we can all go back and we can remember ourselves at 16, 17. And don't just be that for your daughter, be that for someone else's daughter, have that, you know, influence in their life, be that for someone else too. And that we, we need the wisdom from older people because the first, they're not looking for wisdom on Google, you know, and they think they are. And so Step up and help this generation because they, they need people who are walking with Jesus and mentors who are one step ahead.
0: Oh, I love it. Awesome. Great words. Um so Grace, just let us know where we can connect with you online and where we can find more information about your books.
1: Oh yes. Yeah. So um my Instagram is at the Grace Valentine. My podcast is called I'm Tired. I'm about to like revamp it soon. So I'll be dropping new episodes soon. It's I'm tired, which is ironic. Like they even you get tired and weary me. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um,
1: <laughs> such a play on words um my book is called is it just me with a question mark and it's available at barnes and noble books a million on amazon wherever books are sold and same with my first book am i enough and so and that one's on insecurity for young girls and so i would love for them to reach out message me and i'll message you back if you were listening to this podcast
0: awesome well grace thank you so much for being here you are truly a blessing
1: yay thanks for having me
0: I have to say that grace was such a delight. Um, so fun and full of energy and full of wisdom. But I love how she said that wisdom comes from God. And I encourage you to go over and look at her Instagram and see that how she does those little mini stories that she talks about, mini books, and how she's like, do you have this problem? And then she talks a little about about it and then puts scripture and I love that Grace, even from the point where she's, like she says, I still struggle sometimes and I'm right there and I try to be relatable because that's what young people especially need. Not to have someone that says, I've arrived, learn from me, I know all thy ways, <laughs> but instead to really say, man, I remember that what that was like. That really stinks. And I, this has just been a huge encouragement for me today and I hope it has been for you. That verse of the week is what um, grace shared and it's Isaiah 40:30 30 through 31 even youths will become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion but those who trust in the Lord will find new strength they will soar on wings like eagles they will run and not grow weary weary they will walk and not faint and all of us um, we can find new strength through trust in God and we all struggle. Now i I mentioned it might be harder for a young person to ask for help, but I know there's times we all struggle to trust in God because we think, okay, we can handle this. We can do this. We can do it on our own. We'll just fix it ourselves. Um, I catch myself doing that all the time. It really goes to like, God, I need you right now. I trust you. Even though, even if it doesn't turn out like I want it to, even if I'm not going to have comfort and peace and all the things that I long for, Lord, I know you are there and I know you can make a difference. So let me just pray for us. Um, dear Heavenly Father, I just come to you and I know that at some level, each of us are weary and tired. Some might be even at the point of falling to exhaustion. And I've been that many, many times in the last weeks or months, um, those points where we need new strength. And so Lord, I pray for that new strength. I pray that we will turn to you to seek new strength, that it's not something we have to figure out ourselves, but you will give us the strength that we need for whatever we have to face. Even in the moment, it seems like we cannot stand up under it. That's okay. We don't always need to stand up. Sometimes we can just crumble and know that you are there with us, Lord. I know you've been there for me so many times and I've just crumbled, not feeling like I could hold this together. And I don't need to. I don't need to. I pray for grace. I pray that you will bless her and encourage her as she's speaking truth and love and hope for her generation. When she sees like, we can Google the answers. We don't need anyone. I love that insight. I honestly have never heard that insight, Lord. And I just pray that you'll continue to give her Give grace insight. And also, I love how you've blessed her to communicate it with other people, Lord, and communicate it with those in her generation and those who are older. Just bless her, bless her ministry, grow her reach, um, because I know that she will glorify you as she shares your truth. Be with everyone today who's feeling weary and who needs strength. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, friend, thank you so much for connecting with me for Spending this time as I um, share amazing people, share my own thoughts and insights on what they're saying, I am encouraged that you tune in. I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear what encourages you and maybe even share what you're really struggling with. Maybe you don't feel like you can share it with a friend, a neighbor, um, but you could send it it to hello at trishagoyer.com. And I would just love to hear your heart to know that. God is there, and he loves you. Have a wonderful day.
2: Thanks for listening to Walk It Out. Head over to the show notes for this podcast and all past episodes at www.walkitoutpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with someone you know who can make a radical difference in the world. We love new friends. See you next time.